Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I am Travis Walsh. And this is the podcast where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And it's been a while, Travis. Yeah, it has. It has. It's a weird uh, weird time of year. We got that American Thanksgiving, which, mm-hmm. which you, where you were off in that year. And friends uh, and the like, and now you know we've all been. It's been like like I wrap up my semester at school, uh, but also now I've traveled to Calgary, where my family's got in Canada um, for Christmas holidays. So this is we're, we're gonna get one in here. I think I remember last season. Okay, you said we're gonna take some time off. I was like, ah, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll, we'll get another <laughs> one in before. The, like this, this might be the only this one is it. in before the end of the the end of the year, man. Well, um, I'd like, and I'd like, and on that note, I'd like to thank all of our listeners because, and here, but here's the thing. If you're a fan of this show, you're used to this shit because you watch Legends of Tomorrow, especially that's back right. then. That's especially right. This is the most, like, this is the longest it's been in between uh, shows from the uh, season for me watching too. So I'm like, I'm starting to feel like a real Legends fan now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You're used to like, <laughs> when's it coming back? Oh, oh, good. There's a new one. Wait, another three weeks? Shit. Yeah. And at Christmas, <laughs> and at Christmas, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that i i do have to mention while i was home in new jersey i was like you know what i'm gonna watch the the bebo saves christmas cartoon because i'm like oh so you know that, that's great you know they're getting you know, no they're like, there's no green arrow christmas cartoon okay you know legends gets a christmas cartoon that's great this was yeah. like an official episode, right? No, 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 no. Oh, this funny. is an animated children's special. Ah, uh, that's funny. So it's only 22 minutes? No, it's too, well, no, it's 22 minutes too long. Uh, it's, it's like 48 <laughs> minutes. I I got 10 minutes into it and I was like, God damn it. This, this is terrible. Really? But it's not. But then I tried again this evening. Figure Maybe mm-hmm. I'll get it all in. I'll get it all yeah. in before we record. 10 minutes and i had to turn it off mm. but it's not again not for me this yeah. is literally for kids and maybe we should uh maybe we should live stream that bad boy on uh, that'd be fun the things we can do for uh new year's day um, yeah and, and the commercials fun. and and having to watch it on the app with the commercials like it's like oh this is hard to get through and with the commercials yeah. it's even harder <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw clips. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought the art looked okay. Oh, the art looks great. The voices are great. It's, I mean, lots of jokes. There's Starbucks jokes and tweet and tweet jokes. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. but in its and it's saccharine. And I was like, well, I think if I was an 11 year old kid, I'd probably like this a lot. And I was right. like, it's not for me. It would. So I'm not saying it sucks. I was like, like I, I think I was expecting a bit more. I was like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of jokes for the grownups here. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> and I shouldn't have been expecting it, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But uh yeah, the art style is kind of neat. That mm-hmm. uh, I'll eventually get through it. So Merry well, Christmas. Maybe, no, maybe that maybe that'll be how we do it, right? Is it Christmas or like is it Christmas specifically, or is it like a holiday special? Can oh, it's a Christmas. It it's oh. well, I'll, I'll give you the gist of it. It's, Jesus it's, shows up. Wow. Yeah. Jesus and Bebo share the screen together. Maybe eventually, because I've only gotten 20 minutes into it. <laughs> But it's a definite take on something you've seen a million times. An ambitious elf fire, like, takes over the operation okay. and fires okay. Santa Claus. So, right, right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a play. I was in a play in the fifth grade where I played the greedy, the greedy capitalist who crash landed on the North Pole and convinced Santa to go corporate. And then, right. t- and then take off at the end of Act One, never to be seen again. And then the elves <laughs> win Santa's... Uh, when Santa's heart back later, nice. And, nice. Yeah. I stole the show. Actually, that was a great film. Sounds great. It sounds great, man. I'd love to see footage of that. <laughs> no, there was no, no footage exists. <laughs> super eight, just super eight in the front row there. <laughs> yeah, the big fat guy from the Philadelphia yeah, yeah. Spectrum. Philadelphia Spectrum taking a shot at you. All right, we're at <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, season four, episode twelve: The Eggplant, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which. Mm-hmm. This one is, it's so weird with me. When I watched this the first time during this rewatch, which was like over a month ago, I was going, hey, I forgot how much this, I forgot how much I liked this one. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again, taking my notes and I'm going, ah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. but, but I was also going, yeah. well, that's good for comic. That's good for the podcast. All right. I think we but, can go with the old uh, uneven uh, uh, misnomer again or, or label. 
uh, mm-hmm. in this case. I think it, it some great concepts, some great, uh, some fun stuff. I, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, I mean, hit the mm-hmm. hit, hit everybody please. with the synopsis here yes, from uh, Arrow Wiki tonight. Uh, with darkness on the rise in 2019, the team realizes that a new host of problems have risen as they have been cleaning up history. Sarah tries to save Ava from a fate worse than death while battling her own demons. Nora and Constantine work together to take down a powerful demon. Meanwhile, Zari gets unsolicited advice from Mona, Charlie, and even Rory. <laughs> Who is really just an afterthought in this episode, Rory. Oh, no. Two lines, two lines. He's got, he's got a, two lines. He's in one of the bits that, in the whole eggplant part of that, he's in one of the only bits that actually made me laugh. So yeah. he got that, but yeah, he's he's... Yeah. he's not much for him to do it. here uh, yeah. okay uh, leaving when we get to the reviews uh mm-hmm. i think a certain dominic Fursella had something to say under an alias <laughs> about All exactly right. what we're talking about can't wait so sarah comes home to uh her and ava's place because she's like yeah i live here and she finds out that ava was taken the place is a wreck I like that. Wasted no time getting to the uh, opening credits. Right to the intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you need, man. And on the Wave Rider, uh, Ray and Nora talking about the demon that killed Hank. And Constantine comes in and says, yeah, its name is Neron. Sarah rises Zari. Uh, Constantine was like, yeah, Eva must have been on Neron's list. And Nora's like, well, well, I can track him. And Constantine says she's a liability. They're starting their like bickering thing that pays off later. Ray agrees. And uh, totally tells off Constantine like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you drunk. <laughs> like, yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> hey, sticking up for his lady. Yeah. Uh, but Sarah comes at, uh, uh, come over. She says, what can we do? Um, and let's do it. Let, let's track him. So they track her to this. Uh, they, they, I'm sorry. They go to their home. And <laughs> Nora's tracking what could have possibly happened to Ava and stares at the mirror with blood on it that clearly Ava was smashed into. Smashed like, into, this yeah. could be something. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was. <laughs> I'm saying signs of something here. A struggle? No, no, I didn't go that far. Let's not, <laughs> let's not over assume here. There's signs of something. <laughs> and she touches the blood and everything flashes and uh, they trace her to this like really seedy, nasty motel room with like devil worship shit on it in the middle. I liked the set design of this. This was creepy in, in a good way. I really liked it. Right. What? What? Which uh, area are you talking about? The, where Ava's being held. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's a guy. That's uh. It, it feels like um. Oh, there's a hotel in town here that I think they oh. shoot at a lot, or a motel in town. But it could also be Hope, Hope, BC. They they'll go out to shoot in Hope a lot too. That's where they shot Rambo First Blood. And you can still get your oh. picture taken uh, in a, in a with a head cut out kind of thing for you with a Rambo holding. I I believe Kelly's told us before holding a gun that he does not use in First Blood. <laughs> that would have oh god! I just can't imagine how much that gets under uh, Kelly's skin. <laughs> Should have been a knife. You know, or a point you know, he's stick. a big gun guy. He's a big gun guy. <laughs> oh, so he, does he contribute to the IMDb? Yeah, I'm maybe, sure he maybe. He's been he's been keeping that thing seen alive for a while. We just didn't know it. <laughs> so we cut to Nate and Gary. They're shredding all the evidence of Hank's uh, uh stealing money for uh Hayworld and all the evidence, and Ray comes and to tell him that Ava's missing. And Gary's like, oh shit, gotta take care of Ava. He runs away. So Ray tells Nate about that it was Neron who killed Hank, fills him in. And Nick Zando's line read and just reaction of, my dad made a deal with a demon to open a theme park and just rubs his temples a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I just I can't. That's it. such, I know. But... It's, it's such it's a tough a, line to pull. I think he pulls. Yeah, it but no, but even I'm just going to the I, the concept of this theme park. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so we can talk about that. Hard to. It's a real big leap, man. It's a real big leap. This must be the baby face turn that we've talked about that we read about in IMDb, right? And here's what's crazier to me, but I'm not gonna, you know, 
Hey, well, I can tell major, you don't want to give anything away. Well, I'm just telling you this. I, hey I get world, a feeling. Hey I get a major feeling, part of the. Of, I get a feeling it'll be your big finale, right? Why not have a big fight is against? World. Have a fight against a bunch of crazy demons on a mm. in a in a in an amusement park. It's a great. Place not quite. Not quite. It's a little bit more legendsy, but Hey World is a huge part of it. Which here's what gets me thinking. If, did the babyface turn have to lead them to change the planned ending and write what they did, which would be bonkers, I would think, but mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Because it, trust me, by the time they get there, they make it work. But the next couple episodes, I remember thinking this at the time, I feel like, boy, they're bumping to get there because it seems like there was a change made in midseason and it must have been the Hank stuff. In Hay World, it had to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It's just such a win that, that it's like this secret project that's just getting built. On the, do you think there's no one talking about this thing? It's Baltimore, been... dude. Trust me, nobody's yeah. hanging around yeah. outside Baltimore. <laughs> okay, that that I'll buy. That okay. I will okay. buy. Okay, <laughs> all right. Did recognize this IKEA? I'll tell you that. Oh, oh that's, so that's wait, they actually used they actually used an yeah, IKEA. Yeah, it's definitely the IKEA in uh in well, there's either one of two. There's one in Richmond and one in Coquitlam. But well, the IKEA have they a, all have look a, the same. They must have a sense of humor about being made fun of oh, about of being course. this woman's eternal purgatory. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Why not? And then they're getting paid to. I'm sure that's these are a couple night shoots here. You know, probably mm-hmm. a week of night shoots. Yeah, sounds like a good time. So, speaking of Baltimore, Nate gets a phone call from Mikey T. Uh, a foreman of Hayworld, <laughs> beloved character Michael Mikey T. Mikey T. Oh, I got a lot on Mikey T, buddy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Come on, you're I'm steal. You're the Adam. Let's go check this shit out." So we get back to the creepy motel, and they find Ava in a catatonic state, and uh, they bring her back to the Wave Rider, and uh, Constantine fills him in that uh, Neron's prepping her as a new vessel, thinking that. He's going to go into her and so he could control the time bureau. And that means her soul was first purgatory. Mm -hmm. And Sarah's like, well, fuck it. Send me to purgatory. And Constantine's like, oh, you don't, I don't know. It's it's too dangerous. And I just love that. She just looks at her. She's like, yeah, I've died, lost my soul, escaped the demon realm. I'll I'll be, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And Constantine says that Ava's purgatory is her personal nightmare. And as you said, it's an Ikea called <laughs> Mega Store with the umlauts over the O. See, this is great. That is I loved so, it. That's such a high, wonderful concept. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, that even and there's times here when it when it a little later, when it starts to falter a little bit that I'm like, yeah, no, I still, just because of the concept, I can go with them. And then I think it falls apart in parts. Um, but I love this idea so much. I love it. It's so, it's like um, a Charlie Kaufman type uh, thing, you know, like being John Malkovich or adaptation, like really out, out there kind of thing for like, you know, this existential, uh, eternal sunshine, the spotless mind, you know, like all this kind of, what yeah. these, what does these things look like? I like it. Has that, Yeah. Yeah, and I also love that the store is in a dark cloud with lightning all around it and shit, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's yeah. great. Yeah. And see, my only experience in an Ikea wasn't like this or anything pleasant. It was like being at Ellis Island in 1909, <laughs> just in in East Rutherford, New Jersey. My wife and uh, uh, my wife and I went there to try to find an entertainment center. And we were just swept along in this mass of humanity that you we, we, we try not to get separated, you know, uh, and couldn't stop to look at anything forced through and out the exits. It was an hour of the, it was a nightmare. So that's, uh, that's the only time you'd ever been to only time. Ikea? It turned me off. So, you, so me you've never time. had that. You've never had the, the Ikea meatballs. No, I've heard. I've heard. Oh my God. I've heard They're about incredible. They're incredible. And they're soft serve and the, like just, mm-hmm. uh, um, oh man. I've, yeah. I, I recommend find a time when Ikea is not shitty. Uh, and when you don't have to, uh, you, like if you don't have a significant other that is, is going to make it feel like purgatory. Cause that's an mm-hmm. excellent choice. That's an excellent fucking choice. Cause it's I great. can tell you when I, um, 
has been many times. But like I remember once, oh, this is the best. And and my wife uh, knows how much I, I can't stand going there and how much of a chore it is. But I love the meatballs <laughs> and I love the soft serve. That's how they get once, the men there. We were just at like this checkout, just checking all this massive thing out of the out of the bag. And I remember that this older British gentleman there who was there with his wife came up to me and said, I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was something along the lines of like, well, she's got things under control, hasn't she? <laughs> he could just tell. He could just tell. He just read the room. It was pretty awesome. Something That's like great. that. I, I got I to see if I can figure out exactly what he said. But yeah. So Sarah finds Ava. And uh, Ava wants to check out, and Sarah's like, "No, no, that means you die." And they they do this joke. They did this joke a couple episodes about their own writing. She goes, "Isn't that a little on the nose?" And cuts with a little lance glance to try to save it. And yes. the way I, the way we've been digging into this, I'm like, "You literally did that gag two episodes." It's, I know, I know, it's lazy. I know, it's lazy. It is. I agree. I agree. You didn't have a, you didn't have um, a right to use it at this point. So in the lab, on the slab. Uh, Constantine uh, is telling the crew what's going on with Sarah and Ava uh, uh, laying there on the slabs and uh, Gary's like uh, enters the sigil to provide comfort and burn some incense and Constantine says you know it's okay which then leads me into a question that I have about this that they don't make clear but we've seen that Gary is um interested in magic he's got a magical side where we we're gonna get to that but he hangs out with constantine he knows a few things Mm -hmm. and he appears in the purgatory and he's sort of helpful and i'm like is he kind of there subconsciously but ava also sarah asks like why is he here she's like well i got gary issues so they don't commit to the idea that i like to think i was like he's kind of in there right Mm -hmm. that that makes Mm -hmm. more sense Mm mm-hmm I didn't hate him in this part at all. Me and neither. In fact, this is one of the one of the better performances from him, I think, in in the thing. I love the I love him walking away with like the way his arms are behind his back, mm-hmm. um, with uh, his boss, who, by the way, Nima Golampour. I want to make sure I pronounce his name. I've met, I've worked with Nima um, uh, a couple times. I did a uh, a sketch comedy show. I'm talking about the guy who played his boss what was yeah the guy who goes hey what are you doing showing off uh, the mattresses <laughs> yeah the megastar he had a, i think it was like yens or something or something <laughs> uh, uh, Swedish. uh yeah nima gol Mipur. uh I've, yeah a lot tons of mutual friends our buddy brad uh who we just did our last mystery titans theater with has worked with him we used to be in improv groups with him uh, oh. i i worked the same night as him on a we did a sketch cover show uh, uh me and brad uh, brad or brad and i did a sketch from the state and i remember nima did a sketch from in living color <laughs> great yeah a uh, really funny guy really funny really talented dude so it was real i was cool to see somebody like that oh that's awesome i, I love it when that happens it's still it mm-hmm. hasn't happened in a little while that's one of my favorite things about doing this show uh so then in this part i love just just one line delivery it's matt ryan he goes looks at charlie and uh nora and just turns walks straight at the camera as we go to break he goes let's go to raise some hell and i'm like it's john constantine hellblazer fuck yeah, yeah man he <laughs> loved so it good. he's the greatest <laughs> on the wave rider zari okay we get all this out of the way now I also have a discussion I want to have even a little more serious ones. I want to talk about Mona in general. Okay. Um, but I, so we've got this whole subplot. This is the eggplant shit. Zari's just trying to text Nate about asking about Mona, who I will say adorable in that outfit, the costuming, lovely. Uh, yeah, um, uh, best best uh, fashion she's had so far, for sure. Yeah, it, yes. Great. But then she jumps in the scene because she's come up with the shipper name for them natari Mm -hmm. and she's behaving like a fucking maniac i mean Mm -hmm. it is so Mm -hmm. over the top Mm -hmm. like more so than we've ever seen where like you know what i say every now and then what are we doing here uh because at one point she says I need the the vicarious feels, and it's so crazy. I'm like, well, she's being told to do this. What's I just want to talk about the Mona character because clearly 
as, as you pointed out when first introduced, they're like, we want to get a young hipster, you know, uh, 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 female, you know, to uh, character to appeal to that segment of the audience. Yeah, so Mona was uh, it's more it's more fangirl, right? It's like yeah, they can tell. I'm sure they're telling. Yeah. She is the audience. She's the the mirror, right? That's She's just the mirror it, of the of whatever. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And I know that was she was she was initially created as, and we will see her as as her her story wraps up this season. Like Mona makes a couple of appearances next season. That's it. This is the they tried out Mona and Gary. They kept Gary. That's basically what happened. <laughs> and. Uh, it's, it's true yeah uh, i get it and um it's show business baby show business baby you get it more than anyone <laughs> <laughs> you're part of the problem because you look like gary you're like you said that to plenty <laughs> of young right. cute women that's sorry baby my own daughter is. figured that out yeah. <laughs> but here in this episode in particular they have her behaving like a maniac as an obsessed shipper type and not in a flattering way. I'm like, so if this is, if you're trying to talk about your audience here, is, are you actively trying to make fun of them? Because it feels like that's what they're doing here. And then I thought about it, like, well, this is how many seasons ago. I, I don't know if the fandom that exists now was as big as it was back then and so maybe they felt that they weren't attacking their audience it's it's strange but because this is attacking that that audience yeah i I totally this is not meant to be cute at all uh, i think it's an attempt to be cute i think it's a failed attempt to be cute Mm, i think i I think it but that's just that's kind of what i thought of i'm so sorry that's what i've thought about moto for the whole show so far yeah (laughs) i mean i'm sorry she seems like a lovely person yeah, oh no, Mona was a let me say the character was a miss. The character was a miss mm-hmm. for lots of reasons. And it's not I've grown attached to her because I know she's a lovely person and she has her moments and I've rewatched it. I'm like, oh, I like that little part. Because right. hey, it's my it's one of my favorite shows. I can find enjoyment in everyone's contributions in it. Sure. And sure. but she was served no favors by this part at all. Mm-hmm. And neither was the 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 other young lady who plays wolfie it's just it doesn't work I mean, and we still get we can see wolfie tamina, a little bit more tamina but, Snuka, the girl, yeah, tamina i Snuka. will not have you disparage tamina Snuka. <laughs> and um but z and speaking of all that z gets off the line about uh, they're, they're kind of goofing on her and telling her what to do and she says something like, yeah, it was this legend's eye for the straight guy. And Charlie gives her a little, are you straight? And gives her a little look. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the second time I've seen the thing, the stuff that I forgot about. Yeah. When people last year online found out there in some episode coming up, there's a cut scene where the two of them are saying goodbye. And Charlie goes, just going to go for it and kisses Zari. Mm. And they cut it from the show. Yeah. Uh, or time they said and, and there was a huge uproar the uproar was a bit too much to be per- from some people to be perfectly honest but then i see that there was, they had a bit of a point i didn't realize that i'm like oh no they were teasing a yeah. little bit of that because i i thought it was like well that's kind of out of nowhere right no it wasn't out of nowhere so mm-hmm. i could kind of see their point now about having that cut they should put that in some maybe it's on, maybe it's on my uh, dvd yeah. maybe it's on the hopefully program. it is hopefully I'll, I'll, i guess yeah. we shall see <laughs> so but then all that shit uh z calls them all dummies i'll have to go to the meeting and i'm always a sucker for someone calling uh the people they work with or their friends dummies i do it all the time and uh it always gets a smile yeah. uh but then there's, like I said, Mick has the one part of it I like, because they're all trying to tell you, oh, don't send an eggplant emoji, send a mushroom emoji. I'm like, oh, Knowing what we know about our, the former president, it's That's even right. worse. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, all of this was just it, and it felt like they were kind of making the same joke each time they'd cut back to them for this minute and a half as or whatever they'd have for each of their little mm-hmm. B or C plot or whatever this is, you know, uh, it just 
Yeah, but didn't, that, didn't do it for me, man. To wrap to wrap this up on uh, this bit of Degrassi, the next Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, before Z uh, just decides to text Nate, uh, ask it and ask him out, which she does. Uh, Mix like got his uh, Homer Simpson reading glasses on while he's typing something because he's just, like doing the whole like basically. Look, I'm a writer. You know, let me write you something. And she's like, you know what? Good. Let me see what you got. And she just looks at it and looks at it and she goes, I'm not saying bulge. And he just, bulge. <laughs> and, bulge. And I'm like, Mick's been checking out pretty's bulge. And I'm like, and that made me laugh. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, all that to get to that, that. And that's all really Dominic has to do in this episode. <laughs> basically oh that to get um, to that line that a, made me laugh I'm yeah like, oh, it's a okay. really good way of using a non you know non r-rated word and making it sound R-rated. <laughs> yeah so back in the lab uh constantine is telling the crew oh i'm sorry we already did that we're in oh no we're in hay world mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> We meet Mikey T, Travis. And the minute I saw Mikey T, I'm not, uh, 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 that ain't Mikey T. That's Tommy D. This motherfucker looks just like Tommy Dreamer. Yes, that's what I thought too. That's just what... like Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> For those of you who are listening to this who don't know about wrestling, Tommy Dreamer is a, was a pretty semi famous uh, pro wrestler. And I'm looking up Jason Chombig here. He's a, he was also an actor, uh, or pardon me, he was also in Arrow. Yes, I knew uh, that too. He's been in a few things. Yeah. Yeah, he but he's got a distinctive dreamer esque quality. I, I I looked through his uh, IMDb as well. He had one show somewhere that I kind of heard of, and I was like, oh, he was on that for a long time. But, mm-hmm. but you know, he works. But he he looks like Tommy Dreamer. He sounds like Bubba Ray Dudley. It's yeah. an ECW reunion going on in Baltimore, <laughs> my friend. He's the innovator of imagination because he can create a theme park using blueprints based on a child's on drawings. A child's drawings. Hey, you know. Yeah. Oh, no they, problem. Yeah, it's all I need. Yeah, give me a, give me a couple foreman and, he literally a, says and that. a wrecking ball. Yeah. He literally says, that, hey, you know, I know a guy who, you, you want fire? I know a guy who can do fire. The sheik. <laughs> We're going to bring him in. Sabu. All yeah. of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be yet another one of Tommy Dreamer's ECW reunion gigs yeah, that he does. Yeah. So many. <laughs> that's that's on the side tent at Hay World. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and so Nate just tells him to tear it all down. So back in the, the Ikea, again, yeah, Gary's the employee helping him. And uh, we already talked about that. Is he actually there or not? I say he is. So the store's closing in an hour and they're just running around literally in circles. Gary gives him a clue. He's not supposed to go to the wardrobe section. And the whole point is, is what we're doing is they're running through all of the possible challenges of their relationship while trapped in the Ikea. But this is also her Ava's purgatory. Mm -hmm. So everything's coming from her fears. Yep. And, and again, it, maybe stumbles a bit here and there i love the concept i really i do that's what i'm saying fun. yeah I, and I love that this is oh, oh god you want to talk about a instant I, instant couple killer is put putting together a fucking ikea shell all of it is all <laughs> of it is whether or not mike look me and my my ex didn't buy anything at the ikea but yeah we went through all of this shit yeah, yeah. and i'm like i've I still like reacted to it. I was like, yep, I remember that shit. <laughs> yep. And, and I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite part of this episode. And I think too. that it's me one too. of my most charming, the charming part of this episode that makes me put this on the plus side. I really like the Ava and Sarah stuff a lot. Yeah. I think they just went too far with it. Like, or like when it got to like all the, the later when they're all the Ava's in a row, it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel like Ikea. Oh, that's, that, was, that was my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like the beds. I thought the beds should have been the way they wrap things up. But anyways. Mm-hmm. So store's closing now. Gary, uh, yeah, tell this. so they got to put together the Ikea wardrobe and Sarah takes charge. So before we get back to that, Neron is walking down the street, uh, whistling like Omar from The Wire. Uh, but 
he's doing pop goes the weasel and omar did farmer in the dell and everywhere he walks people are just bursting into violence and i was loving it i was like oh that's cool that's some cool creepy shit mm-hmm. he comes in uh, says pop is home and uh, ava's there but uh-uh it's charlie and there's this great action scene where charlie and constantine and nora fucking capture him I yeah, loved it. Yeah, it was pretty loved cool. It. That was great. Yeah, that whole lead in there too is awesome. You're right. Like that must have taken a long time to set up that shot, uh, and it looked great. Like with the car running into the cab and everything mm-hmm. at the end. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, they get him in the way. The highlights. This is the best that that uh, the, um, uh, the neuron guy's been. Oh, the guy uh, who I plays thought. Dex. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. His last episode, he gets to fucking actually do some shit. Yeah. <laughs> So they got a uh, Dex uh, in the Wave Rider in the cell with the Sigil, which we've seen before. And I love as he's starting, starting to reveal his master plan. We're starting, we get a lot of it here. Not all of it, because they got to save a big surprise, you know, for, uh, for the end. But uh, this mm-hmm. is the, you can start putting it all together here. He wants to fan the flames of fear to harvest souls. And, uh, all he had to do to get Constantine out of his way was just say, I'm coming for you, Johnny. And Constantine ran away scared with the legends, leaving Washington, D.C. to Neron. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Ryan gives this little look like game recognized game. Like, hey, you fucking got me, you fucking bastard. <laughs> Great. It's a little a little bit of subtle acting uh, mm-hmm. there that I caught that was very, very funny. And. Uh, <laughs> Nora uh brings up her dad that she you know his experience with demons like she's got to kick constantine out of there and uh constantine's like there's no bebo to hug this one to death and they hear neuron whistling because oh he got to them too you know he he can cause this chaos yeah i like that whistle that was a nice um touch and uh, i really liked it too yeah the weasel uh, so Nate sees all this on his monitor. He's, he's like, holy shit, and goes to the wave rider. He's charging into the room, and he turns to steel for the first time in a while. At least his arm uh-huh. does. Yeah. And he uh, breaks the lock, and Neron tells him that Hank was a snag, tells him, do you think I wanted a theme park? I wanted these creatures to use to bring fear to humanity. And you know, your dad was an idiot, got in my way. And, uh, you know, and I... Nate's furious. He almost crosses the signal. Ray gets in, stops him, gets punched in the face. And uh, immediately Nate's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And Ray should have been like, no, nah, it's no problem. Remember when I punched you in the face yeah. last season? Yeah. We're even, pal. Like, no, it's not you, buddy. Buddy. He calls him buddy two times in yeah. this episode, I think. <laughs> I love how their friendship is played out. The two of them are a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right up until when. Uh, Brandon Routh leaves the show. Uh, cool. You know, they, they sometimes bromance can be a little, ugh, and, and, yep. and it's not always perfect it. on here, but there's a sense, there's such a sense of these guys are really friends in real life at this point that it's, in fact, because they're leaving in their improv scenes in this episode where they do the spit take. I can't right. remember which, but I think, I think Nate spits in uh, Ray's face. It was improv scene. And they thought it was hilarious and kept it in, you know, just two friends goofing around, I guess, because huh. they didn't like each other. If I was acting with a guy I didn't like and he did an improv spit take in my face, I don't know if I'd keep my fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not cool. <laughs> you tell me. You're, you're the professional. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, you got to clear all that shit. That's like, uh, you know, surprising a girl by grabbing her boob in a, in a scene. You know what I mean? It's well, I don't think it's quite do. as bad as that. But... I think it's the same ballpark. It's just a level. <laughs> it's just a level of respect. You got to have respect. It's a slippery slope is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. So Neuron's whistling again. Uh, Constantine and Nora are brainstorming that if they could separate Neuron from Dez, they could suffocate the demon with a spell she happened to find right then and there. But, that, you know, they're magic. They got books. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neron gets in her head and says, are you really going to work with this dick? And I'm like, really? Seriously? What the fuck is with all the dicks this season? This is like season four, <laughs> the one with the dicks. <laughs> Travis, I'm going to tell you, I finished this season ahead of time yeah. for my enjoyment watch. And there's and, more? No, no, we're, yeah, we're not done with it. I think there's one more maybe where I'm just like, what the fuck? And, and, and never again, <laughs> never again. What the fuck Weird. is with all the dicks this season? Weird. 
if I could ask one question. <laughs> I really hope someone got fired for that. No, I just want to know what was going on. That's it's so weird. One season, it's like the scene. How many times do we say dick? Mm. It's so strange. Mm-mm-mm. Could it just comes be a weird coincidence, again? man. Could be just be a weird coincidence. It is not definitely not a coincidence. There's no <laughs> way that's a coincidence. <laughs> it's never happened before. Before one season, they're saying dick every fucking episode or twice <laughs> an episode, and then they never say anything like that again. Right. What the fuck? Were they fighting back to the network, man? Maybe. <laughs> and so Nora uh, meets with Neron, and he asks, he says, do they, do they even know what you're capable of? And the way she says no is like, ooh, that's cool. Like, ooh, she's even more powerful than she's let on. I always like little, like, secret giveaways like that. Yeah. And, uh, and she tells that she met John when she was a kid, just like her boyfriend who met her when she was a child which is mm. still odd right <laughs> having hot chocolate together it was the first time young raymond palmer's eyes met her young eyes mm. Mm. they mm. never talked they never mentioned that again I, i'm never gonna not mention it i'm <laughs> yeah. never gonna not mention it but they never mentioned it again but uh, she starts lying and says that she's still mad at john he's like yeah well Tells him something about he needs a new vessel because he's got to bring Tabitha uh, to mm-hmm. Earth. And she's teased again. Mm-hmm. That's not the first time we've heard that name. Are we? It, I mean, in this episode, mm, this, I th- oh, this might have been the first time he mentions Tabitha. That's true. Yeah. Like I said, I've watched the whole season, so I'm like, okay. Like, Ooh, Tabitha. You mean the daughter from Bewitched? I mean, yeah. it, it fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back state purpose of visit well our tractor is going to kick the bucket this year searching internet for new bucket i don't need a bucket provide bucket color preference red yellow lavender taupe magenta oh wait they are out of magenta robots don't know you we do i can do a quote on a new one at farm bureau financial services getting the insurance coverage you need starts with a conversation it's your future let's protect it white hmm Welcome back to Gideon, guys. Before we get back to this episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Travis, what else we got going on? Well, of course, we are here on the Palm Podcast Network. That's where you're hearing us right now. And there are a lot of other great shows here on the Palm Podcast Network. Check those out. But also, Johnny and I and our buddy Kelly Nelson. uh, Every other Saturday, you can find us on twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine, 7 p.m. Pacific time for Mystery Titans Theater. It is a live uh, wrestling watch through with uh, the three of us and usually a guest. Uh, sometimes it's just the two of us and another guest. Uh, we try to keep it to a four man booth, but three or four man booth. But uh, it is a blast. We watch old wrestling cards. We don't know what's coming. Uh, this time we do. I mean, we know the card because it's, it's going to be our Christmas cards. We're recording during the holidays here. Joined by our, our dear friend, um, uh, James Hamilton. And uh, he was looking for something Christmassy. So the car doesn't have to be Christmassy, just something where we can put a Christmas spin on it. Just mm-hmm. as we got a, a fan writing into us, hey Trav, he writes, there's this, there's this, there's this crazy card that's involving Iron Mike Sharp and a bunch of um, uh, Jewish people or something. I guess it's a, uh, and he went not, into it. I'm like, there quite, it is. But yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? what the one? I don't know. Uh, that, that's the way I was. Uh, I understood. What, it's a, there's a, the main event is a tag team match, and one of the guys is the guy who promoted this, who's the mighty Maccabee. And okay. these with old, washed up WDF guys. There's an undercard. I don't know. I don't know if all the characters are Jewish, but the mighty Maccabee is. And maybe yeah. it's at a yeah. Because the a, guy a, who asked for it says, "Can you please?" Sure. Do, if you said, "Trav, can you please do the Jewish heroes of wrestling esque show with Iron Mike Sharp, Candace Loudest athlete?" It's an event, oh, okay. it's from an event I, I mean, called uh, Maccabee Mania. So Maccabee Mania, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's what, so that's, uh, there it is. There it is. It's like, uh, when you think of Christmas, I know I think I, okay, the Jewish these were, peoples. These were released on DVD and made the rounds in like the shit pile DVDs you'd find at dollar stores. And I happened upon these when I first moved to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And was like getting all DVD obsessive with getting wrestling, be it through uh, Will uh, right. or various other people, or what can I find out there? Yeah. And uh, and if I could find it, I would, and it was, I'd grab it, especially if it was cheap. And of course, these are like a dollar. 
and I never opened them. I never even looked at them because I knew, <laughs> I knew. I was like, "This is garbage." But yeah, I mean, uh, look at this. What is this shit? I got for it for us, a that, That's gold. That that might as well be gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's well, in, oh, it's in it, it's in a tub in my crawl space. Uh, right. And that's uh, that's uh, yeah. This uh, uh, Saturday, uh, December eighteenth. If the, I'll try to get this up uh, sometime tomorrow. Uh, that would be the 17th because we're recording on the 16th here. Um, that's when we do it live. We do it every year. And then we're going to do another show on New Year's Day. And I think we'll probably do a matinee that day because it's New Year's Day. And everyone's going to want to be chilling and something. We'll have mm-hmm. something for there too. But remember, it's every two weeks, usually usually Saturday nights, um, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash Jarvis Wash Machine. And then uh, I will, uh, once I put it all back together, edit the whole thing together, and I'll put it up on YouTube uh youtube.com slash c slash jarvis washing machine again uh give us a like and subscribe on both of those uh um accounts because the more we get those the more our our we get our gets our videos out there and, and more more eyes on them so uh, and boy we appreciate the support i love that mm-hmm. we got to we get uh, ideas from our fans for for shows now and, and lots of engagement online and so we'd love it if you guys could join us too yep and again you don't have to like pro wrestling to not like this not at all it is so trust me fun. trust me so if you watch the show we're gonna watch you're not gonna like pro wrestling either because this is <laughs> terrible terrible but uh i don't know maybe hey if we can figure out how to wait a way to watch uh bebo's christmas without uh without commercials uh mm-hmm. sometime mm-hmm. relatively soon maybe we can toss that out as a special yeah. thing but yeah so i think we might, might add be a little that tough to that, that might be a little tough well, I was thinking on New Year's Day because we had another we had a fan who wants us to do this old wrestling film from like the seventies or eighties, and I thought we'd do that. Oh, the one with the um, the one with the there's a couple, right? Uh, the wrestler with a maybe maybe Lou, Lou Grant yeah. <laughs> that might be it. I think that's it. Yeah, and then um and then maybe we'll throw in uh, the Bebo's uh, uh, special for our uh, hey, that could be guys fans out there. And uh, that's a good that's as good a time as any to also plug our our friends over at Bebo's Legends Podcast who. Doing everything on Instagram uh, currently. And uh, again, I had a little live Instagram with Olivia Swan, who plays Astrologue on the show that I heard went very well. And they're doing their... Good for them. Yeah, it's great. And they're doing their advent calendar on... Uh, on uh, Instagram? Instagram uh, with the uh, various little videos they put together uh, that's counting down. And uh, keep your eye on that, uh, uh, if you, Gideon Guys fans. If you aren't... Uh, Subscribe to them on Instagram. That's Bebo's Legends Podcast. Check it out. You might see a familiar face. Oh, Just saying. That's right. But now's the point on this show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot and see what he's drinking tonight. Vandal Savage, well, it's time for Savage Brew. <laughs> oh, I should say. I was going to come in with a laugh, <laughs> but I went to ho, ho, ho. Because tis the season, Johan. I've, I've gone a little further east to the proud province of Alberta, the fucking cold proud province of <laughs> Alberta, Canada. And today I'm trying some of their local uh, local brews. And one from here that is from Bow River Brewing. And maybe I can, let me give this a shot. I, I'm not much of an impressionist myself, but you know, when in Rome, I'm gonna read the label. Oh, oh some like it hoppier. Uh, an India pale that represents the proud brewing traditions of the Pacific Northwest. It's a whale hot pale ale, partner, full-bodied, unfiltered, and just darn tasty. So that's it. Scared rabbit, hoppy ale from Bow River Brewing, the IPA. It's uh, It's got a little bit of smoke to it, but it's nice. It's nice to uh, touch base. Uh, uh, with something from my 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 my, my motherland, or for your, your uh, I shouldn't say me, your uh, your your co-host Jarvis, his lovely family here, um, and uh, Johan, uh, best of the season to you, first of all. Oh, thank you. And secondly, and this beer, well. this scared rabbit, hoppy pale ale. Yes. Far too sophisticated for your infantile flavor palate. Goodbye. He's a man of many talents. He's a, a, a mortal despot. He's an amazing knife man. And uh, he is a master impressionist, I must I, say. I, I, well, is he gone? Yeah. I think master's a bit of a stretch. I mean, he went for it. He's not afraid to fail. I'll give him that. Mm. 
Uh, I, I get that. But I, I am DB Curious. So, not a lot. It was slim pickings. But trivia, I think, really gave us something here. Under the trivia on the IMDb, when Zari is texting Nate, she can be seen using the Grammarly keyboard. All right. I don't know what the Grammarly oh, keyboard is. Oh, Grammarly. Grammar. Okay, so uh, for a second, you. when you said keyboard, I was thinking like piano. I'm trying to think, was there a piano in this? <laughs> this thing? No. Texting. Uh, oh, texting so grammar, with piano. Grammarly.com. Grammarly.com is like a thing to help you with your grammar, I, I, I imagine. I've never really dug into it too much. It's like a thing for adults to kind of go and just kind of smooth right, out okay. their, their writing I no and idea. things like that. I didn't know there was a specific uh, uh, keyboard for them. Oh, that's funny. Well, three out of three found that interesting. I think now it's a four out of four. <laughs> That's right. Because I didn't know what yes. the fuck. I was like, oh, You're yeah. right. You're right. Viewer reviews. Now, first of all, eight out of ten from Paul Christachagod. Why are the producers misusing Mick? So I think we know who paul might actually be yes yeah, exactly i mean if this was like the only imagine if you're like a die hard prison break fan mm -hmm. and you're oh don purcell's on legends of tomorrow maybe I'll i was I'm a, i was a die hard mick fan this could have yeah. been me uh <laughs> but but imagine if that's what you're coming to watch and this uh -huh. is the episode this is the one episode of legends of tomorrow you see you might feel this way if you're a fan of prison break you probably don't like this show at this point no, no. <laughs> but no i'm just saying this could if this was the one episode both you shows it. very homoerotic but in totally different ways yeah. just saying yeah. uh but he uh, he said uh, the episode was great but we want more of mick in the show he's starting to seem more like a background character <laughs> 12 fact, out of four I'd say he's he's beginning to get canceled 12 out of 14 found that helpful. Okay. All right, so Sarah and Ava looking at their wardrobe and it falls apart because Sarah tried to put it together all by herself. So they're talking about the relationship. They bring up the copay and this is how they deal with Ava at first being like, so who cares if we torture some fucking creatures? She's like, of course I didn't say, I of course I didn't approve of torturing creatures. I just, I go into my corner when we fight and uh, they decide to work together. They build it, but there's one dowel left over. And this is Ava's purgatory. And Sarah has to be like, okay, is that okay? It's not perfect, but it's ours. Is that okay? And that's fine. And I thought that was cute and lovely. And even when she says, all right, let's go to Narnia. I'm like, ah, oh, that's nice. They jump in a wardrobe. And they jump out. And out is the, 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 the term here. They're still in the store, and Sarah, oh, I mean, sorry, Ava goes, are we out? And Sarah says, of the closet, sure, but not purgatory. And whoever fucking wrote that, boo, yeah. boo. Yeah, know, that was That's terrible. It's, it was terrible. Too bad. It really, it, it, it is the, it's what, it clangs like a motherfucker. Yeah. It's no good. And, and, and trust me, this is what this show, and it got nothing to do with the content. That's a terrible fucking joke. Yeah. And it clangs like, ugh. Yeah, whoever forced that one in, mm -hmm. uh, you, you had to you had to know you had to know that fucking Jess McCollin and uh, and Katie Lotz knew that that was a stinker and just ugh, I can't. You're getting paid to deliver what you're delivering. I guess every now and then you're like, really? Is that what we're okay? You're signing the checks there, uh, Mister Verlanti. Or, I don't know. Ugh, I hate that line so much. I, I, I got to move on. Yeah. So Gary leads him to choose a mattress, which the mattress uh, warranties are representing how long they plan to be together. And I, I really enjoyed this. Like that, that, This is when your uh, buddy yeah. uh, pops in. It says yeah, yeah, Tabitha's yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really liked, yeah, like, and this all made sense kind of thing. Like, and this was, was this the marriage sweet, talk. sweet marriage and touching. Talk. And then they cast these actors. And I thought, 
for a second I had them mixed up. I'm like, oh, that does really? kind of look like Ava. The, the thing. And then when they stood up, I'm like, oh, no, that was the one who was Ava. And that's the one who was uh Okay, Tra- Travis, I, I didn't include this. I didn't include this. But yeah. like somewhere in the INDV, uh, someone said, well, it seemed like the actress who plays a- the old, older Ava seems a little younger than the actress who plays older Sarah, who looks really old, but that could easily be explained by Ava being a clone and Sarah leading a hard life. And I'm like, bravo. That's bravissimo. That's hilarious. Stretching taffy. Good work. Doing the extra work there for us. That's hilarious. Um, those go- the, these women were, were good though. I thought they were really well. Uh, I did too. I checked out of... their IMDb and they haven't done a ton of work, but they have, you know. But it's been... interesting. Um, uh, we've we've both seen younger versions of them and older exactly. versions of them now. And both of the actresses, each of the actresses have been great. Yeah, in um What Hot American Bummer, I mean, yeah. same 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 casting agency. Yeah. <laughs> they right. got the kids, they got the kids and the older uh, lady. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought it was And so here's sweet. where, see, that's where I thought, like, and that was sweet. That was sweet. And that worked, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, when I get to that next section, when they're in with all the... The house falling apart? Ava dolls. No, the Ava dolls. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, the house falling apart made sense, too. But even that... Oh, yeah, no, keep going, man. We'll, we'll talk about it as well. All right. Well, right here, they do get in a line about, this is worse than that escape room we went to. I'm like, yeah, that's stuff like that. It dates the show. <laughs> well, that was no a kidding. fucking thing did you ever no did you ever have to do i've one? never done one they're still around they're still around they're still pretty yeah, popular they're, they're... In, in vancouver i never i'm not not my scene a few years ago i think post covid work... i'm guessing post covid you can't really do escape rooms oh i'm sure that that's impossible trust me because i had to do one for a work christmas party it was the, it was the worst fucking hour of my life i fucking hate number one i'm, I'm kind of claustrophobic and it's small and it just gets smaller and then like Here's half, here's half of the team in one room and here's half of the team in the other room. I'm like, this part of the team is going to sit on this bench over here because I don't give a shit and this sucks. <laughs> There's steak waiting out there. What, what are we doing? But my, on my team, the CEO of the company. Right. Wow. Who did not mind that I just went and sat over there. I'm like, you guys knock yourself out. I'm just going to sit over <laughs> fucking here. Awesome. He almost figured it out. It took the entire hour and we didn't do it. So it was great. I mean, it, I, I considered going, I'm like, would I get in trouble if I said I really have to go take a shit? Hmm. But yeah, probably. So <laughs> I couldn't lie to my boss. I mean, a lesser man would have. So they have the marriage talk at the mattresses. Like I said, I thought it was really sweet. And uh, they uh, they commit to each other. And now they're moves forward to trying to keep a home together. And everything keeps falling apart. The pipes are coming out of the fucking uh, ceiling. Uh, the mail's piling up, but it's all Ava's mail because Sarah doesn't have an address. You know, why can't you come in? Sarah does say, she's, we're, tra- we're time traveling superheroes, on. And uh, it's funny, as the show moves on, that part of the argument, they win. If Sarah wins that one. Like, yeah, we're, tra- we're time traveling superheroes. We're going to live on the fucking ship eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you and I. There'll be no home. <laughs> but... Uh, we'll make a home there yeah, but this this one they just can't come together they argue and and ava disappears because she goes back into her corner and this is the shot that i know you didn't like you thought it was going on too long but when she finds the warehouse of all the barbie avas mm-hmm. with astronaut ava and mm-hmm. race car something ava, about the concept I, there well i, I guess... really liked it I, I really liked it it was very twilight zoney to me i really yeah. liked it and it was cool. I um, yeah, no, maybe I'm being a little hard on it. I think you know what? It, it's kind of more of what, like, it started to feel like it was falling off of that. Everything was feeling like real kind of relationship stuff that that felt real. And this is more like getting to know someone. Oh, I can have the perfect version of you, kind of thing. Or I don't know. Yeah, it's the whole well, the well, creepy Gary guy here goes like, "Well, what kind do you want? That one's obviously broken. There's plenty pleasure. to choose from. Would you like one for pleasure?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think what it is is that it ends up with as is, and that's yeah. She wants that's the, too the schmaltzy. One. Um, that they they were hitting the right level of sweet. With the, when they okay, were the so you found couple. the as is too schmaltzy. Yeah, that's when it was. It 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 ended. It kind of flopped a bit for me there. Well, I um, can say it worked for me, but I could see it yeah, because yeah. then it ends right there. That's it. She accepts the as is. Yeah, and yeah. they wake up. It makes uh, sense, but yeah. And here's another thing, Travis. 
as far on, on this show, as far as them having trouble with their relationship, that's, that's it, right? all over. Yeah, that's, that's done. Good. They are a committed couple. We're not dealing with any more. Oh, did they break up this time? Nope. It's done for the, the rest of this that's run. That's fine. Yeah, they probably you probably can throw one of those in. There's no no shame in putting one of those in there. It's great. You would fucking the goddamn internet <laughs> would explode if they tried to to do that. I mean, they had their challenge. No, I don't mean now. I mean, I like, I mean, like later. But I think it's good to have that these early. They only got one more season, top spins. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta, I think eight eight's got to be it. Hmm. I mean, and seven has been wonderful loved it cool. so much but awesome. you know i don't want it I, I don't want it to go on too long to be perfectly honest i, I want I a you. good run All right yeah. yeah i mean supernatural apparently managed to stay decent for 17 seasons i don't want to have legends have to, have to try to follow in that sort of shit give them eight nine tops but right. you know go out go out on top that, that's how right. you do it yeah you're not cheers you're not gonna fucking <laughs> nobody is i mean nobody is mm-hmm. oh speaking of which you were mentioning to me the other day about the, the simpsons line that always you always remember yeah well, and uh i, I was thinking about we're naked by funky c funky dude my mine is um in the one where uh homer's trying to find a new bar and he goes to cheers yes and and norm uh asks woody for a beer and he goes i think you've had enough mr peterson and norm breaks a bottle he goes I'll tell you when I've had enough, you brain dead hick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. That uh, occurred to me at work uh, a couple of, about a week ago. I'm like, yeah, that's the one. That's awesome. So Nate and Ray uh, are drinking to Hank because Sarah and Ava woke up. And uh, Nate says, oh, my dad, he was as wacky as any legend. And he does the spit take I mentioned. And shit, he's got to stop Mikey T. So tries to call there's getting no answer so he goes down there and mikey t has got the wrecking ball and uh, he's got earbuds in you know what he's listening to travis what was that i'm the man in the box <laughs> i don't even know what that was what is it it's tommy dreamer's entrance music <laughs> holy shit i thought you'd get that right away no i'm sorry oh, i'm sorry too inside <laughs> too inside even for me, buddy. All right. That reminds me of a story that uh, Raven and Sandman told on some shoot. There were two wrestlers in East Denver. One was a uh, big Sally Graziano, and the other one I can't recall, who would sit there uh, backstage as people would enter and exit through Gorilla. And their joke was they would just start saying what they thought was going on in the inner dialogue of each guy's head. To fuck, just fucking with them, like Raven would come by and they'd be like, ah, Jesus Christ, they're not pushing me right. And the, the, the bitch, they just make fun that they just made fun of everybody. That's and awesome. every time Tommy Dreamer went by, they just go, I'm the man in the box and just sing his entrance music because he lived all he did was live being Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so Neron is with Nora. It says that Damien Dark misses her. And uh, she's conning him because she's agreeing to let him take her. And Constantine pretends to stop her and she tosses him. And it's all a big con to get the, the spirit out of uh, De- uh, Dez's body. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tell young Raymond Palmer because he comes running yeah. in to help and uh, fucks it all up. And yeah. uh, S- Smoke Monster Neron uh, starts mm-hmm. attacking and Nora has to use all of her power to, to apparently kill Neron. And it puts her in a coma. And then we cut to Constantine and Dez, and uh, Constantine's trying to apologize. And Dez is like, "Hey, go fuck yourself, go go fuck yourself, Johnny." <laughs> yeah, you sent me to hell, Johnny. God damn it! I know I'm sexy. I know I'm a handsome man, but that's too much. How do you say? How do you how do you send this sexy sexy man to hell, Johnny? He goes, "Well, Dez, I could I could flash I could flash your memory." Oh no, no, Johnny. I want to remember this, Johnny. <laughs> Des like, go fuck yourself and takes off. And, and adios, Des. That's the last we see of him. Mm. So, so the guy got, you know, one good episode to, to really yeah. fucking stretch his legs. So that's okay. Finish strong. Finish real strong. Uh, but Neron, he's not finished because uh, he's in fucking Ray. 
Because we got Ray's yeah. walking. That's how we end the show. Ray's walking down the street whistling and shit's going wrong. Uh, he's near on. But before that happens. The old Kaiser Soze reveal there. Yeah. The, out. Yeah. But uh, before that happens, uh, uh, Zari's trying to damage control her text to Nate. But Nate's phone was smashed by Tommy Dreamer. But he knows what's up as she walks away. And uh, Nora's in a coma. And Constantine tells Ray that he fucked up because he was being a knight. But at least she killed Neron. And I buried the lead by going right to the end because Ray's Neron. Yep. Yeah, you see him whistling. Get rings back down the street. Really nice touch. Overall, overall. I mean, there's a lot in this. And one of you, many subplot uh, episodes that you don't like is the change in tone with the exception of the eggplant stuff Mm -hmm. the tone remained the same serious with a tongue-in-cheek on the witch and the uh, wardrobe part so overall i enjoy this one (laughs) the witch and the wardrobe work and but the eggplant not so much yeah Yeah. that mushroom though baby now that i had a mushroom pizza for dinner tonight just saying Hmm. you're a fun guy (laughs) all right i'm a dad and that's why i make those jokes so join us this 18th you guys if you get this on time join us on mystery titans yeah i'm gonna push that again it's really fun yeah. having people on there with us johnny it's great to talk to you best of the great season to talk everyone to you. too best uh happy holidays merry christmas yeah. all happy that holidays kind of yeah. yeah happy holidays to everybody uh we'll be back when we get back like i said uh you know it's it's the holidays we've got stuff going on but we'll be back sooner than later to wrap yeah. up this season yeah, we're of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and then I'm gonna try to pull it off, Travis, because the next thing that happens in the DCW verse and it has an effect on Legends is, a is Crisis on Infinite Earths, the right. crossover, the biggie. All right, All right. and uh, I'm gonna try to pull it off like we did last time with a five part special okay. uh, miniseries with guests. I'm gonna see All what right. I can do. Uh, I think, great. I think, I think I can make it happen. Sounds great. And you're going to have to watch Supergirl and Batwoman. and What's this half to stuff, man? I'm happy to join the party. <laughs> of course. It is an undertaking. I've said it before. It doesn't exactly work in mm. places. But, Travis, I will say this. The comic book, yep. Crisis on Infinite Earths, took the entire history of DC and condensed it down to one Miniseries. Many in one miniseries they cleaned up the DC universe. Mm-hmm. What so there was infinite earth representing all this stuff. What they do in this is Famously, use, oh, but, oh and we should say uh quickly, don't to go yeah. off of the uh, George Perez. Uh oh like yeah, he's, he's only yes. got a few months left. The legendary comic book artist and the, who, who uh who did uh yeah. was very involved in it was the, the he, he was the artist on crisis yeah. on infinite earth. infinite earth. Some of the most famous comics and in, in comics the or, new uh, team covers fantastic covers. Yeah, it covers George, the comic book history. Um, George Perez, uh, you want to bring him up now? George Perez was one of my, is one of my favorite comic book artists of all time. There were two artists who really changed the game mm-hmm. in the 70s, and it was John Byrne and George Perez. Mm-hmm. And they brought a realism yeah. to comic book art that hadn't really been seen before, and but still dynamic. Yeah. And while Byrne eventually got a little sketchy and with his art, it depended on who the inker was. Right. George Perez, it just never got, it never. always got better, in, and better, better and better. better. Yeah. And he, you want to see George Perez draw everything ever? Get the uh, Justice League Avengers four part yeah. crossover. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But yes, yeah. he announced that he's suffering from terminal cancer and he's mm-hmm. choosing to just go naturally and, and with his family around him and uh it, so, like, it hits which hard, is, like, absolutely it hits super hard. yeah it's super sad but it's great that now everyone is just celebrating his work online as much as they can so mm-hmm. um yeah if you haven't read anything but yeah, as you said the new teen titans or uh crisis on Infinite. his early his early work on fantastic four in this in the 70s mm-hmm. is great it's awesome. it, it's it's so great um and Avengers, his 80s Avengers run was amazing as well. I mean, just I grew up with George Perez as the yeah. guy. I mean, and let's face it, I grew up, I went through, I went through puberty reading New Teen Titans and George Perez, he helped me out a lot, if you know That's what I mean. Great. You know, Playboys <laughs> were easy to come, or, come by. That and Captain Carrot, I know for sure. Yep, that and yeah. Captain Carrot. Scott Shaw, 
Scott Shaw, Scott Shaw, George Perez, and John Byrne provided me with a lot of comfort when I was 13 years old. And we hope we provided you with a lot of comfort. Thanks yeah, for tuning guys. in, Gideon Gang. Um, again, sh- check out everything on the Plum Podcast Network and check out our friends on Bebo's Legends Podcast on Instagram. Uh, of course, as Travis has mentioned, Mystery Titans Theater on YouTube and Twitch. Happy holidays once again, and we will talk to you next time. Best of the season, everybody. Goodbye.